Investing made easy and cool. For example, the large purchases, your car, your house, what percentage of that do you want to be spending on your monthly income on that? Okay. Is it 20%? Is it 30%? And what is your max? So I'm not willing to spend more than 10% on a car. If, if I have to move that, maybe 12%. Okay. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. Back on the Easy Does It podcast and we're continuing with our discussion on the five common money L's that people make and how to avoid them. Hanging out with Craig and S. So we're on to mistake number four, cashing in your retirement savings early. Man, I've heard of this one. To you guys, why is saving for retirement so important? Why does such a small amount of people in South Africa actually save towards it? So there's an element of we'll take care of now and we'll see retirement later when it comes along. It's it's still far away. It's still far off. I know in our African culture, sometimes we tend to think our kids will be our retirement safety net, which is really, really uh, where a lot of black professionals now find ourselves in, where we're literally taking care of our parents. Because, you know, given the history of our, our country, we have to appreciate that there's a certain element. Our parents tried the best that they could. And I think Momentum or 10X did a study to say only 6% of South Africans will be able to retire comfortably. And it's that thing of, you know, it's still far away. Given the financial pressures we have, let's take care of what we have now rather than, you know, something that's far off. Mm. But actually, I've realized the earlier you start, the better it is because money compounds. And what does compound need? Compound interest? It needs time. Needs time. So the earlier you start, the better it is for you and the better it works out. Greg, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, so, so I'm hugely passionate about uh, about retirement. I, I think it's exactly like S says. It's the ability of your investments and your cash to compound you know over time i mean that that's the biggest thing so I mean, you know, we would much rather earn 10% interest on 100,000 Rand rather than 1,000 Rand, but it takes time in order to get there. And I think it's the impatience of, of society at the moment because it does take patience to invest in the long term. I mean, America, uh, you know, they've said that with the, the millennial age group, there's a, there's a bit of a crisis at the moment where none of them, not, not, not enough of them are saving, um, you know, because of the, the hustling and the, the need uh. for, for living in, in the now um, and spending things on, on on items that they shouldn't. Another big thing I think is is you know you know a lot of a lot of people out there are part of companies who have pension and, and provident funds, which is amazing. But a lot of the time that isn't enough. You know, so a lot of the time we don't we don't understand and take the time to say, okay, well I'm I'm contributing 10% of my salary to to a pension fund, and we just think that that's going to get us to retirement comfortably and that my company is taking care of my retirement. But but they're not. You know, you've you've got to take accountability and you've got to make sure that that 10 percent is it going to be enough if it's not well let me just start putting more away so i think yeah i think large i think it just goes back to you know the the wanting things now um, and maybe not understanding how compound interest works and how important it is to start saving really really early why why do we decide to cash in our retirement savings what what is the the thinking and, and the reasoning behind why people do it so i did it I did. I did. I'm not proud to own it, but I did. My okay. first job. Um, during my first job, okay. listen, I was sinking 
in, in, in a lot of stuff that I was okay. doing. Okay. There was no planning involved. And when I left my first job to go to, to another company, I took half of, of the pension to, to spend on myself. And I cannot tell you a few years later now, Why looking back, what I did with the money. <laughs> I can't tell you what I spent my money on. Yeah. But I took it out. And it was the worst mistake. Looking back now and knowing what I know now, I would have done things a bit differently. I would not have accessed that money I because I would have understood the effect of compounding and what that did in terms of having to take half of what I should have put away. It just took me back a few years. Um, literally, by taking half of it, it Jeez. took me way back a few years um, till now. Hence, I started the discretionary investments because I did my maths and I looked. Uh, the fact that I took away means I had to catch up and I had to make up for that money that I'd taken. And at the time, it made sense. But looking back, it it's really wasn't the best one. I interfered with the tax because I was taxed. Now, I, I used up a, li a little bit of my, you know, that tax limit that you get when you take out the pension. Craig, in, in, in your financial planning and all your years of experience, I mean, what are some of the reasons that people give you? So, Tepo comes and Tepo says, look, I, I need help with my finances, your financial planner, mm -hmm. and I cashed out my, my retirement savings whenever. What are some of the reasons that you've heard? Debt. You know, so, so so I've had a lot of clients where they said, "Well, the money's better off in my bond than uh, than in a than in a retirement fund." You know, so you know, so, so then we'd have to have the conversation and and say, "Well, you know, when you get to you know 65 years old and you've got a paid-off house, you know, that's that's great." Um, but what's going to provide you with income? You know, what are you going to live off? You what know, going to eat. You know, so so then I'll be like, oh, but then we'll sell the house and you know we'll downgrade the kids out the house and you know so it's it, 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 there's lots of scenarios. But like S says, there's lots of tax implications in doing it. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's why I like the the. I call it like the stickiness of retirement annuities and, 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 and pension funds and provident funds because it actually saves you from yourself. You know, you, you, you can't touch it. You can't go and spend it, you know. And um, it is such a big problem in South Africa at the moment where people just access those pension and, and provident funds. So if you if you do do it, I mean, like just exactly like you said, you know, I had a mate who did it and went to his house a week later and he had this huge like 70-inch screen TV, you know, sitting on his wall you know that's what he spent his money on that's what he spent his pension fund on you know uh, and i'm just like geez dude you know if, if you just knew you know what that money could be worth you know in 20 30 years time you know you wouldn't have done this we've got somebody listening to the podcast they've done this mistake s and this person have, have made this mistake and s this is also going to be a good one for you what do i do sit down with a financial planner and so we go, need to get craig in, in the we building need to get, we need to get craig in there quick <laughs> We need to get Craig in the building to help us. <laughs> get Craig in the building. Get a financial planner who will put a plan together of how you can try and catch up with what you've taken. It now has to be a catch-up game. And the earlier you do it, the better. So how much extra can you be putting away towards your retirement so that you're not in a position where you are unable to retire? Because I think it just means sometimes if you're going to take out money you might not retire at 60 you might need to retire at 65 and prolong your mm. your retirement age so that you can push to add more towards your your retirement funds that you that you plan to have when you retire mm. so craig we we come we knock on your door i mean what are, what are you saying to us where we say look i've i've, I've eaten the money I've, I've done whatever I've done with it. I need to start again. First, first, let's make sure that you've got some surplus bucks that you can you can start putting yeah. away and, uh, and and just structuring that side of things. Um, I think you, you from a from an emotional side, you need to commit to it. So now you've made a mistake. Okay, own up to it. 
um, and now we need to commit and just continue, you know, and, and, and just start the journey all over again. And then from an asset point of view, because you're focusing on retirement, which is long term, find growth assets and long-term assets which would be shares and and property and that sort of thing so you know don't go and you know invest in money markets or very conservative funds so we'd find investments that are going to grow over over the long term i mean i recently had a a situation with a client where you know he was 65 years old he just retired from his company he was with his company for 35 years which is which is awesome Mm. i mean you don't hear that very often Mm. he retired with with five million rand and he was able to retire comfortably he was he was very happy with it but uh but through conversations with him he actually for that 30 years that he was with that company he had his money in a money market fund because back then it was the the default option so he didn't check where his money was invested you know over that period of time we did the quick calculation i mean he could he retired with five he could have had 15 million rand in his retirement fund if he had literally just ticked another box in his retirement form you know his option form so even if, if you're with a, a company, you know, take accountability and make sure, you know, that your investment is invested in growth assets. And that would be a conversation that I'd have and a check with my clients as well. So what you've said is, is so deep that it was just one tick away. And I think that comes back to the idea of as an individual, you need to take ownership of your finances and ask certain questions and spend some time investigating certain things. Sure, that was deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's in terms of mistake number four, which is cashing in your retirement savings. Now, mistake number five is a very interesting one, right? So it's falling for the lifestyle creep trap and succumbing to social media pressure that leads to competing with people financially. So it's about the lifestyle creep. So, you know, the way people see you and, and you, you want to make sure your lifestyle is right. But it's also putting yourself under unnecessary financial pressure. So you want to keep up with the Kumalos and the Joneses and all of those people. Yes, what is this, this lifestyle creep? You know, when your income increases, you mm. want to go for the better car. You have a car that drives fine from point A to B, but because your income has increased over time, you want to upgrade the car. Upgrading maybe your 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 houses as well. So you are constantly upgrading your lifestyle as your income has increased over a period of time. And that's, that's essentially what lifestyle creep is. And it happens to all of us. Once in a while, it happens to all of us. For me, how I like to plan around that is setting boundaries and saying how much percentage-wise do I want to be spending of my income on a certain item. For example, the large purchases your car, your house. What percentage of that do you want to be spending on your monthly income on that? Okay. Is it 20%? Is it 30%? And if you've reached and what is your max? So I'm not willing to spend more than 10% on a car. If if I have to move that maybe 12%. Okay. okay. And that really helps me stay in the lane, stay in your lane, <laughs> in your financial lane of where you need to of be. Where you need to be. Yeah. Where you need to be. That helps in terms of navigating you and making sure that you don't go off and buy the next car the next day because your emotions tell you, hey, I can afford this. Afford being able to afford something and being responsible for it on a monthly basis are two different things you might you you might afford it but if your salary gets cut what buffer have you left for yourself to survive you know to be financially well um so that anything that might happen you have a cushion to 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 have this you know in place but let's just say craig i take this this advice from you guys and i'm like okay cool my salary is increased by 25 percent but i'm not going to change my lifestyle i'm going to keep it the same what should i do with this extra money if i'm not going to 
gonna ball out and buy suits and what should I be doing with this extra money then? Look okay. at your debt levels. So I think that's the that's the first thing. I think another another point that is uh, you know sort of alluded to was you know that salary increase isn't guaranteed and and that salary increase is there to you know often the time just to just to keep up with inflation. You know so so you know the cost of living is going up. So your salary is just going up by the cost of living it's not going up because you know now all of a sudden you can afford you know fancy suits and this and that it's it's uh it, it's just there to keep up with you know the cost of living and and what a basket of goods is going to cost you mm. you know when, when you when you go shopping and it's a big society thing and it's a it's a big status thing i mean a a, a cool example that, that that i had or an experience that i had was uh, you know i rocked up at a, a financial planning company like they, they only dealt with very high net worth sort of individuals and uh, and they were busy and i looked at the car park and in that car park there were Toyotas and the Mazdas and things like that where I was expecting there to be some you Ferrari know, some, some, some serious stuff, cars because there they're talking serious wealth and I was like geez like that says something hey I mean here it deals with the wealthy so if you're wealthy you know it, 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 it doesn't matter what you're wearing it doesn't matter what you're driving hey I want to check out your easy equities account you know I want to <laughs> check out your investment <laughs> statement you know what I mean that's what uh, that, that's what we should be focusing on which Not, is true yeah And and I like that you've taken us down that route because a lot of it has to do with financial pressure, the pressure that we put on ourselves. So on Instagram, there's S, she's just posted her new whip and I'm just like, no man, I I I I could do what she's doing, you know? What do we say to people and financial pressure and putting themselves in that position? So you have to pick which ones you will allow yourself to enjoy, what to cut back on. For example, you can maybe have a nice house but drive a modest car and that's still within your I want it your all. salary. I want it all. <laughs> I think that's the problem. I want it all. It's so hard to be disciplined. Then it means you need to invest so that your money can man- make money babies because those money babies can then be paying for the nice things. <laughs> so it goes back to investing. It goes all the way back to investing. I mean I mean Craig, what what are your thoughts? You know, financial pressure is is such a weird thing. L- like you're saying, you you go to this event, you want to see what ki- type of cars are there. You heard the people are earning millions here. You want to show people you're doing well. <laughs> what do we say to those kind of people? For me as as I've got older, I've kind of understood that that kind of stuff doesn't uh, doesn't really matter, you know? Uh. I mean, it's uh you know what is important to 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 me is you know is being able to to invest, to be able to look after my kids, to be able to offer them security. Um, so I think everybody is just in a different uh, a different space, you know? And I think if you can afford to pay for something cash, then think about it, you know. But if you've got to go into debt and you've got to finance this thing, it doesn't make sense. I mean, there's a, there's a saying that's going around: if somebody you know wants to buy a Lamborghini, you make sure you've got four times the value of that Lamborghini before you buy it. You know, so so that that, that kind of puts it into perspective the kind of wealth you need to be able to drive, you know, a Lamborghini. So driving driving a nice car these days, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's uh, it's not a it's not a big thing. I, I want to get to point A and I want to get to point B. You know, and then you look at the insurances, you look at the costs that yeah, are associated, you yeah. look at the tires that you got to replace on those things. You know, mm. so um, take all of that into account. Um, and again, the important thing for me is is growing your wealth and investing. That's the true. The true measure of how well somebody's doing is by how much money they're actually investing and how much they're putting away, not by the cars that they're driving. You guys have been very honest with some of the mistakes that you guys have made. We've got people listening that have caught an L. What do we say to them in closing? I think uh, there's a there's a nice quote that goes, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Uh. So get a plan in place. Be accountable. Don't put your head in the sand. Don't f- fall into that 
debt trap. Don't fall into that society trap, you know. Get investing, no matter how small it is. Just start investing. Don't get yourself into unnecessary debt just by keeping up with uh, the Kamalus and the Joneses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are your thoughts? Life happens. We know life happens and it happens to all of us. It might happen, it might not happen today, it might happen tomorrow. It's just how better placed are you to manage a shock, a financial shock that might come to you? What steps are you putting in place to manage a financial, a huge financial shock that might come to you? And some of the things, sometimes it, it means cutting back on certain things that you've been enjoying that you might not be able to enjoy. And coffee is not one of them. Uh, what counts <laughs> What counts is the major expenses that you have in your life, your top four expenses. What does that mean? I know friends that, you know, were impacted by COVID and they moved back home because the rent was just killing them on a monthly basis with with a reduced salary. And because they were moved back home, they were able to save on that. And that for me, those are things that count, you know, that will move you forward because you're no longer having to pay rent, but you're able to move some of that money and put it elsewhere for for her, my friend and the kid. They were able to do that. So what do you need to do? Look at the four things that you can do how can you maneuver better can you cut when necessary can you reduce when necessary do you need to talk to a financial lender to do that what are the things so that you're able to maneuver the most important thing is you know being able to question yourself financially when life happens and you can only do that when you're adequately prepared when you've got a financial plan in place when you've got a budget in place then you're able to maneuver yourself the five common money mistakes and l's that people are catching uh s craig thank you guys so much s how do we get in touch with you i know you big on social media the other day i saw you on tv i was like hey celebrities what's going on here (laughs) where are you on, on the social how we get in touch with you? So you can get hold of me on, on Twitter at emukumbo, E-M-U-K-U-M-B-O, Mukumbo on Twitter. And then on um, Instagram, road to underscore financial freedom. And then on I'm on YouTube. So once you find me on Twitter, you find the link to my YouTube channel. Craig, I know uh, once in a while I even see some of your blog posts on the resources platform. But where else do I get in touch with you? Yeah, so, so I think the, the best place is also Twitter. Um, so it's, uh, it's Turton underscore Craig. Uh, that's the best place. And, uh, and yeah, or, you know, it'll jump on the Easy Equities platform and I'm, I'm sure we'll communicate at some point in time. And I think this was such an important discussion to have, you know, in building your relationship with money, you made some mistakes, you own up to the mistakes and you try and find ways to fix things with your money. Your money is ghosting you, it's blue-ticked you, it's gone away, but what are you doing to actually fix that relationship? So a lot of it is on you, the ownership, the research, um, the honesty of the situation. And those are some of the big lessons that I got from these amazing Mavericks in terms of, you know, helping us to figure out how am I going to fix this problem? How am I going to fix this, you know, this money situation? Thank you guys so much for giving us your ears on the Easy Does It podcast. My name is DJ At Large. More episodes and I know we're going to be number one on the charts. We're out. Easy Does It, that's how we do. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.